Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. Today, we are going to go over Mercury in Taurus, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces, which I want to remind everyone has not happened since 1856. The two planets meet up every 13 years. However, it's been, to my research and knowledge, over 150 years since they met up together conjoined in Pisces. And we have a full moon at the end of the week in Libra, Venus's sign. So we have a very, very, very dynamic uh, week of astrology. This conjunction will actually really set the tone for the rest of the year and definitely set the tone for the rest of the month and the transits for this whole week. Today, I just want to let everyone know that I was like doing some of my, you know, I know I don't always talk about the daily stuff, but today I was like, okay, I think it just popped up. So I started talking about it, writing about when I was looking at my astrology calendars. The Leo moon will be opposite Saturn today, giving you feelings of restlessness, restriction, and sacrifice. We will be committed to working hard today to achieve a goal, and the shadows of our ego may be very present as we do so. Um, that, I'm reading my tweet that I tweeted about it because I wrote my notes on it, and then I was like trying to read my notes. I'm like, okay, none of that makes sense. After I write my notes, they don't make sense, but when I form them into tweets or videos, I bring it together a little bit. Uh, I just want to let everyone know, please follow me on all social media, Cosmic Colleen 1C. On Twitter, there's an underscore, but that way, if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you are updated on all my videos. I usually do these one-minute videos. Um, mostly, I'm talking about what I talk about on this podcast. However, sometimes I'll do the podcast and I'll make videos later with new added details of things I really thought about with transit. So make sure you follow me along on that. If you want to support my podcast, the best way you can support this podcast right now is by subscribing, rate, reviewing, posting about it on your social media, and sending this to a friend. Say, hey, I think you're really going to like this. Check this out. Thank you for everyone who continues to do it every week for me, continues to listen, show up, <clears throat> and give me your support. It literally means so much to me. That's why I am thanking you guys every episode. I even thank the universe for you guys too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to start out a little bit with Mercury and Taurus because that's how I wrote my notes first. You know, Mercury moves and goes uh, every month. You know, pretty much wherever the sun is, Mercury is going to be ahead, you know, in a daytime star or an evening star. So it's either going to be before the sun or after the sun. Right now it's 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 beyond the sun. So I just want to remind, oh, I hate when I say that. I just want to remind, I said that five times already. Stop saying it, Colleen. <laughs> I want to let everyone know that, again, Mercury transits bring us awareness and help us evolve the way we think and communicate. I like to use these stars to show awareness in our life and how to gain awareness in our life because that is our main goal, I believe, here is to evolve, evolve our soul good and bad. And we have these fortunes and fates. In Mercury, we get messages. We um, communicate. We think. We travel. We use technology, our day-to-day -day life. That is all Mercury-ruled things. So with this, let's talk about some Mercury awareness with our thinking and communicating. <clears throat> this might show up one way is you really are going to be sinking grounded communication. You're going to want to talk, be with, hang out people who have a really a much more grounded um, soul to them, energy to them, communication. You might be drawn to the word. People online that are, you know, spewing the word, whatever that word is. When I say word, I mean, you know, their topic or their opinion or whatever it is, what I do, the astrology, whatever that is. Um, 
you're going to be seeking more grounded people. During this time, we might have way more peaceful agreements. You know, Mercury was in Aries, so a lot of our agreements were more fast, arguing, fights. This is going to be, you know, if we get into a fight, it might have a lot of resolution, uh, be way more peaceful. However, remember, the fixed sign is a little bit stubborn and doesn't always like to give in. So there might be some of that. We're going to seek self-indulgence. It's Venus, right? So we have to have good and bad. So in a good way, sometimes it is important for us to self-indulge. It's important for us to eat that extra dessert. Important for us to spend a lot of money shopping. It can be important for us to do all those sort of materialistic things. Not all the time, everything in moderation, but sometimes that does feel good and sometimes that's okay to feel good with the material. However, you have to be okay without it and be able and the way you can not get so lost in self-indulgence is if you have the core to you knows that without those materialistic things, you would be happy and peaceful. And if you're having trouble right now, which can be which can present itself with this transit, if you're having trouble doing too much of a good thing, filling the void too much, this is a unique opportunity for you to stop. Or not stop altogether, but really seek true happiness and peace. Because when Mercury is in Taurus, we're going to be self-seeking or self-indulging behaviors, and they'll also be presented to us more. They will be shown to us. We'll meet people, friends, places, money, whatever it is. They'll say, hey, come forget about your life and come find, you know, a little bit of status, you know, external satisfaction using myself, using me. So when this is presented to us, we can actually take the time to say, you know what, I'm not going to go out to the bar tonight and I'm not going to party all night. Instead, I'm going to sit at home, maybe have a conversation with a friend or maybe find something out inside of me, maybe go for a walk, maybe pray, maybe read a book. You know, I know this all somewhat sounds kind of um, basic, but find another way that really can show you what brings you peace and what brings you happiness. Because again, the external realities, the external satisfactions, I mean, not realities, the external satisfactions that we seek out, and I seek it out all the time, right? I'm guilty, but um, I try to find a balance with that, is going to be very, very present. And so it is going to be our job to learn how to balance that out. How too much of a good thing is too much, and how not enough of a good thing is not enough. Find the balance, find the happiness. Find your peace right now. A lot of times with this transit, getting out of nature, connecting with nature, whether it's going for a hike, going swimming, meditating, you know, doing an actual grounded exercise with, with nature, you know, with the actual ground, those things will help us gain a deeper connection with ourselves. Not to sound too hippie-ish, I do know in the hair world and any hairstylist listening to this that no matter what, when springtime is growing and the plants are growing, everything is blooming and growing at an all-time abundant way, everyone's hair starts growing longer. It's crazy and it grows much, much faster. I'm telling you, every year I see it with my clients, each and every one. So things are growing right there. We are connected. We are connected. If our hair is growing at the same length, and the same, I guess I mean the same pace, not length, as nature, get out there and really put yourself in that energy. Emerge yourself into nature. It is so important. It is so important. So much we are constantly emerging ourselves in the, um, 
you know, external material realm. Yet we forget that we find ourselves and we find a truer, deeper connection with ourselves in the nature realm. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word in the outside realm. So that's going to be a lot. Remember, with Mercury and, and Aries, just this past month, we get our shit going. We came up with, we came up with mindsets that of like, okay, I need to jumpstart this. I need to jumpstart this action, and I need to get shit going. This is now, okay, you jump-started it, but now you need to figure out a plan or come up with a mental plan, a communication plan for the long haul. Things that we create during this time will set for the whole year, the whole Mercury cycle of the whole year. So we had jump-start, and now we're creating a plan that will have longevity and commitment and strength for the rest of the year. So keep that in mind as that shows up. And we'll talk about it a little bit there as Mercury makes various transits. Um, all right, let's talk about Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Okay, like I said, it has been, I guess, over 150 years, 1856. I really hope that I, I'm correct with that, um, with that math there. And exactly, I really tried to look it up myself in some of the books. And then online, that's what I had seen. I did extensive research on there. And I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I'm getting this right with the last time they were conjunct into Pisces. Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happens every 13 years but it's been this long as the research i found it's been that long since it has happened in pisces now i was listening to the astrology podcast back in january when they were doing their yearly definitely go back and check it out i love the astrology podcast as well he's extremely chris brennan is extremely detailed and he really describes things in a, in a in a very good way and he also talks a lot about the collective and how this shows up and i remember him talking about the jupiter neptune conjunction back in january and the last time those two met up 13 years ago was whenever avatar came out and that's amazing because if you remember the movie avatar right very neptunian and very very just pisces alone anyways i know it wasn't in pisces back then but very pisces also rules um these two signs i got it jupiter I mean, I should say Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces. So that's very important to know. <sighs> I got to take a breath. I feel like I'm all over the place today. Sometimes when I sit and do my writing for an hour, I'm like, oh, wait, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I got to say that. Looking at my notes. So I apologize sometimes if I jump around. But you guys have been listening. Understand that. So anyway, that movie came out. And that ended up being like the biggest grossing movie of all time. And so right there you have the Jupiter and Neptunian component of Avatar, who are the world, um, very mystic, very otherworldly. And you have it at the time that it was released, ended up becoming, I think it still is, one of the biggest, most grossing, gross movies, you know, of all time. So just think about that. Think about Avatar. You know, when I one of the words that really come up to me whenever Jupiter and Neptune can join is otherworldly, other worlds. Think about that. Again, Neptunian energy is very, well, there's the downside, which is illusions and delusions, which can very well pop up in smaller, bigger ways in ourselves and others with this transit. But it's also very dreamy. It's very esoteric. It's very otherworldly studies. It's kind of like the mysticism of spirituality. <laughs> And then we have Jupiter, which rules our spirituality, our religion, law, growth, abundance, expansion. 
So when you, these two come together, we're going to have extreme spiritual guidance, seeking extreme spiritual guidance. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean the extremists out there that are like killing and doing whatever it is. However, that could be a little bit of a part to it, right? Because with Neptune, there are illusions and delusions. And so in certain people's charts, there may be, it might not be happening, you know, it could be happening in a 12th house, a 6th house, Um there's, there might be some other things happening in their own personal chart that, that could make it more of like a negative extreme way. Like all of a sudden I'm going to join this religious extremity, you know, extremities, extremities, <laughs> extreme. What the hell am I saying, Colleen? Get it together. You might join that and then all of a sudden like a cult, right? That's the word I'm looking for, like an extreme spiritual cult that says cut off everyone, believe in this and follow my path, even though it might lead you to destruction. That could happen. That can happen with a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. However, it is going to be more so for more people show up in, all right, I am over my own bullshit. I am ready to find a new higher path or the world around me. None of this makes sense anymore. It doesn't even feel like I belong. It seems like there is something more. There has to be something more and greater out there for me that is going to show up very big for a lot of people in Jupiter and Neptune and then they are going to want to seek with this transit and again this transit setting the tone for the summer the whole year I really think it's really kind of setting the tone but it's good we're going to be feeling it strongest in April how can I find a deeper meaning to what life is? That's going to be the question that we're all going to be thinking and pondering over this. And we're going to be seeing and seeking out, whether consciously or subconscious, how can I gain a greater connection with the other world, with the world around me? Um, seeking happiness and finding happiness in yourself. Again, seeking deeper meanings to happiness, not just the shallow materialistic world, but what truly makes me happy and how can I find happiness in myself? Lucid dreaming. This is going to be especially people that maybe have a Pisces moon or Pisces or a moon, you know, that is some sort of transit with happening with this. You're going to be a lot of lucid dreaming, a lot of truth or stories coming to you in dreams maybe some spirits might come to you speak in dreams this is definitely the veil is a little bit thinner on the spiritual realm um, or the ghost realm but like more positive <laughs> you know positive otherworldly people that might be out there will say but we can also get carried away with illusion we can if we're using this transit to self-seek like oh you know, I heard that this transit's going to be lucky, so I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of tickets, a bunch of lottery tickets, or I'm going to go out and this is lucky, so I'm just going to steal this extra $200, be it no one is going to know because this is on my side. It's not on your side. That is getting carried away with illusions. So if you're seeking, you know, if you're out there seeking the luck, seeking the positive growth, seeking this change, but in a negative way with not positive intentions, you're going to be carried away with illusion, you know, embarrassment, shock, and totally be like, nope. The best way to, to honor and harvest this positive energy that is going to be happening and growing in your life is to self-sacrifice, is to seek spiritual connection as well as give. If you want to reap the rewards of Jupiter, you must give. You must give. Donate. Help others. Don't seek the expansion for yourself. 
seek to help and expand others, and that karma will lead you to good fortune during this time. I can absolutely promise you that. That is going to be the number one thing with that. Make sure you give, whether it is monetary, positivity, um, optimism, happiness, giving your shirt, as they would say, as the old saying, off of your back to someone. Doing those things during that time is going to cultivate and reap the growth and the abundance that Jupiter has right now. So remember that. And it will bring you that good fortune if you bring good fortune to others. That is the number one key with this. If you do not have positive attentions while self-seeking, you will end up being carried away with illusion during this time. That is that is so important. Um, mutable rising signs. That is my Geminis, my Sag, my Pisces, and my Virgo risings. This Transit is going to be felt hardest and be most present in your life. That is because it's happening in the angular houses, the first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth. When transit happen, they are going to be loudest in your life in those houses. They're going to make strong, big impacts. So I'm really excited about mutable signs with this conjunction. I mean, not just because I'm mutable rising. Uh, I'm excited about this. This is going to be bringing some big positive changes but remembering you also have to give the positivity to receive the positivity that is very very important um you know living on high moral standards right now it will come easy to a lot of people to take the high road to take the high ground to put your values and morals first uh again we're going to be feeling a lot of spirituality religion philosophy all of those things seeking those things right now will actually really fill your cup up with happiness and peace. That's what I have known. One of the things that helps me fill my voids that I feel the most satisfied, it isn't when I go out and go shopping or when I'm off eating at nice restaurants or smoking weed or whatever other voids I like to do sometimes. That actually does, that's only temporarily fills my void. That's it. But it's only a very quick fill. However, it is. When I fill my cup, when I fill my void with spirituality, with connecting in nature, with connecting with something deeper than the material realm, I am filled. I am filled beyond and my cup is pouring over and I want to give other people all of those amazing resources. Um, so don't expect to get anything if you receive it. Remember, I know I already said that, but I'm going through my notes. Oh, and something, uh, one of the people I really love reading is astroking.com. I always love reading the stuff he talks about, his transits as well. I don't think he has a podcast or even a social media that I found, but I do read his blog. And he said on there um, about this, which I love, so I wrote it down. Increased awareness of how you fit into the bigger picture can give you a sense of connectiveness. Remember that. I'm going to read it again. Sorry if I tap out of here sometimes. I realize I turn my head to look at my notebook and I go away from the microphone. Increased awareness of how you fit into the bigger picture can give you a sense of connectiveness. So again, we're going to see how we fit into this bigger picture and we're going to find that by getting out in nature right now. Again, we got Mercury and Taurus who is all about finding the bigger picture and something deeper. Now we have a full moon at the end of the week on Saturday in Libra. The full moon is when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. And oftentimes the sun is illuminating, or I should say, I'm sorry, the moon is illuminating the shadows of the sun. 
the shadows of our ego. So that is why it is, asso- is associated with lunacy. Um, that's why if you ask teachers, hospitals, they usually say it's much crazier or wild or very intense around the full moon and why people can be a little bit... Uh, you know, the transits where I hear people often say, what is happening? What is going on for days leading up? There's usually an intense full moon. Now, this full moon is not going to be super bad intense because we have a lot of positive things happening this week. So it's in Libra, Venus's sign. Okay, where's Venus right now? We went over it last week. Exalted in Pisces. That means Venus is supported, happy, loving, and growing right now. So we have the full moon in Libra, Exalted in Pisces. So right now, Libra's Venus is happy right now. So we have a full moon and Venus assigned. So one thing is Venus is happy. We also have the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happening with Venus. So Libra's planet Venus is very, very happy right now. So the full moon, I think, will be anything that comes up right now, I think will smooth over very fast. It might be show up home life versus what you go out and do daily. There might be some conflict with trying to balance work, kids, relationship, love. I mean, I think that's a that's like an everyday balance. You know, I think that happens all the time, but I think it might be very present. So if there are any issues that come up or shadows, it might come up in that, in that way. Like, oh, my God. I really needed to do this for work or I wanted to do this. I wanted to go out to eat with my friends, but my kid really needed me. It might show up in some way like that. Full moon, though, we were we work on letting go. What do you want to let go? I would say let go of anything that you have told yourself around love that is negative. Around not just love, I'm sorry, connection. Connection with others that is negative. So if you are having trouble connecting because you think no one's going to like the true me, I can't be authentic because what if they don't like me? You're going to work on letting that go. Any other thing that is holding you back from deep commitment and deep connection, you are going to work on letting go. And what's the number one thing always holding us back from that? Fear. If you have fears, write out your fears of why you fear to connect deeply with someone. Write them all out. I personally like to burn things. I love to see it burn up. I like to set the intention with that. So that's my number one go-to with full moons is to burn things up. So write out that list of fear because that is your mind. That is your mind. Remember, our thoughts create our reality, not our reality creating our thoughts. So during this time, anything that is holding you back from connecting to most importantly yourself in a deep way, but others through with intimacy, love, friendship, all of those things, what is holding you back and work on letting that go. And whatever is holding you back might be, might really be presented with this full moon, whatever fears, whatever doubts, you know, again, those are the number two things that hold us back are fears and doubts. Those will be presented for you to let go of. And so if you get into a fight with someone or you really see yourself and you're uncomfortable in that emotion, sit there and say, how can I write this out? How can I change my mindset? And how can I let this go? That is going to be very important. And we are going to focus on after we let that go, create, you know, after we let that go and probably the rest of April, we're going to focus on how are we going to cultivate deep connection with ourselves and others. Again, we got a dynamic week. We got a week that we are really going inward. We are going inward and seeking, and what we seek out of us is going to be very deep. 
or should be very deep. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Again, I feel like every episode I say I'm sorry, so I'm sorry, but I know I can be all over the place. And I love those who listen, who have ADHD, who can follow me. (laughs) Anyway, I hope everyone has a fabulous week. The sun is finally shining here. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening the whole way to the end of this episode. And I wishing everyone the most magical Jupiter blessings in your life. And remember, you must give to receive. I love you all. Have a beautiful day. Goodbye.